I'm Jack Freeman, and this is my Thought Outhouse. So I'm from Wichita, Kansas, and Wichita has a lot of drugs, but not in a fun way. There are some towns like Portland, Oregon, where you can say, hey, yeah, hey, Portland, they have a lot of drugs there. But then if you say Wichita, it's like, yeah, Wichita, they, they got a lot of drugs there. Less enthusiasm if you catch my drift. So growing up in Wichita as a kid, we talked about drugs all the time and made jokes about it. I had a friend in middle school who was a huge fan of the band Motley Crue, who were notorious drug users. Like Nikki Six, the bassist of Motley Crue, that dude overdosed and died twice from heroin. The dude was brought back from death two times, which in my book makes him at least one time better than Jesus. Right? Like that's how math works, you know? Look, all I'm saying is that Nikki Six definitely died and came back to life twice. Jesus only did it once. Maybe. My friend was such a big fan of Nikki Six, he bought Nikki Six's autobiography called The Heroin Diaries. Uh, the Heroin Diaries was a lot like The Princess Diaries, but with more projectile vomiting. And The Heroin Diaries was designed for 13-year-old boys. It was a book about drugs, sex, and rock and roll, and it was illustrated. Nikki Six illustrated his own autobiography featuring orgies and drugs and rock and roll. It was fantastic. That dude put so many things into his body, and so many of those things ended up in a book that was then read by 13-year-old boys on a school bus. God bless America. So in middle school, my friends and I were, were fans of this candy called Pixie Sticks. Uh, Pixie Sticks are these, are these uh, paper straws that are filled with sugar, as far as candy goes, like good on whatever candy executive made up Pixie Six because they didn't need to do anything. They just took the ingredients of candy, pure sugar, and didn't do anything to it. They didn't caramelize it. They didn't melt it. They just took the ingredients of candy and put it into these paper straws and then gave it into middle schoolers who then ate it while rollerblading headfirst into a tree. The innovation that my friends and I brought to the table is as follows. In the back of Spanish class, a friend of mine poured out the contents of a pixie stick onto the desk while we were watching a movie. And the contents of a pixie stick is just crystallized sugar, basically. My buddy, he uses a pencil to cut up the contents of the pixie stick into lines on his desk in the back of class. And my friend snorted the pixie stick in the back of Spanish class while watching Selena. This is innovation. And, and my buddy, he, he really hammed it up too. Like he, he knew that he had, to, he had to react somehow, like however he thought that someone would react when snorting cocaine. So he, he snorted a, the pixie stick and then he went, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he really, he's, he, he sounded like a Muppet just did cocaine. He was like, Arr! like he, he, I don't, I, I just remember that sound. I don't know. The, the Spanish teacher didn't even care. Like the Spanish teacher was probably hung over, put on Selena and then took a nap while the kids in the back of his class were doing cocaine. So, so once the word got out that you could snort candy instead of just eating it, our middle school lost its collective mind. 
A few weeks later, I was at Jazz Band, which was an after-school activity. I went to Jazz Band Tuesdays and Thursdays, and it was run by the music teacher, Miss Rutledge. We were in Jazz Band, and Miss Rutledge stepped out, I think, to, to go find someone or to go use the bathroom. I don't know. Miss Rutledge stepped out, and a friend of mine, we turned over my saxophone case. I was, I was an alto saxophone player, very sexy. And on my saxophone case, my buddy poured out Smarties, the tablet candy Smarties. And we used our ID cards to crush up the Smarties and then cut them into lines using our middle school ID cards. And to this day, I don't know why we were doing it. I don't know what we were trying to accomplish by snorting Smarties in my jazz band. Like, I think maybe my my buddy, who was also a saxophone player, was a big fan of John Coltrane and thought that snorting Smarties would unlock our creativity. So my buddy, he crushes his Smarties up really fine, lines it up perfectly, and then snorts, you know. (laughs) But my problem is that this is the first time that I've ever crushed up drugs, so I don't know how exactly to do it. So I didn't crush up the Smarties enough. Like, I really tried. I crushed them, you know, against my saxophone case, but it didn't get fine enough, so there were still chunks of Smartie. And so I snorted a line that had these chunks of Smarties in it, and I got a chunk of Smartie stuck in the back of my right nostril. Uh, like it was enough that I I could I could kind of breathe out of it, but kind of not. But I I, I just knew I started freaking out. You know, I, I probably resembled a real cocaine user because I was like, oh, 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 you know, in the back of my, this jazz band, and I had a Smartie stuck in my nose. And the and Miss Rutledge came back. She came back into the room. We had to like poof away the smarty dust and, and wipe our fingers. And I I had to keep my cool as I had a chunk of smarty caught in the back of my nose. There was no way I could explain that to Miss Rutledge. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard of edemas. Let's find out other ways of putting smarties inside of me, right? So Miss Rutledge came back and we resumed rehearsal. And I had to play saxophone with a Smartie lodged in the back of my nose. I have a Smartie stuck in the back of my nose and I'm playing saxophone. And while I'm playing, I'm thinking of ways to get the Smartie out. Like I know that I should probably try to dislodge it, but I'm afraid of dislodging it. So I'm like, do I dissolve it? So then I'm thinking, okay, I'll go to the bathroom and I'll lean under the sink and I'll pour water into my nose to dissolve the Smartie. But then as as I'm playing saxophone a little bit more, I, I realize that actually the Smarties is already kind of melting in the back of my throat and I can taste it. I, the reason why I know that's melting is because I can taste the Smartie in the back of my throat. It tastes pretty good, actually. Like I was kind of excited. Like it, it was kind of like I invented a new way to eat Smarties. Like you just you just put it in the back of your nose and let it dissolve over the day <laughs> like a long releasing capsule. I it was like I invented a new way to eat candy. I call it the long dissolve. You just lodge it up there and enjoy it the rest of the day. So it ended up melting. It was no big deal. I got a tasty treat for the next 45 minutes. Cut to a few weeks later, we're at it again. We have the Smarties. We're in jazz band. We're just waiting for a moment for for Miss Rutledge to leave the room for us to get that opportunity to get our fix. So my friend brought the stuff. Miss Rutledge left the room. It was our chance. 
we got out the saxophone case. Now we had a group of kids around us. And I was planning on snorting two different flavors down both nostrils, you know, thinking of an ice cream machine, you know, those ice cream machines where you have two flavors and then you can pull the, the middle lever to get both flavors at the same time in a swirl. I was going to do that with different flavors of Smarties down the back of both my nostrils. The problem was Miss Rutledge had not left. She came back in the room and caught us immediately. Now, Miss Rutledge, in hindsight, was a great teacher. She was very patient and put up with a lot of nonsense. But even her and her decades of experience in middle school probably would not prepare her to return to her classroom to find her room full of 13-year-olds doing cocaine. She probably weighed two options. On the one hand, she could probably have just let us go, thinking snorting Smarties never killed anyone that we know of. Like, Smarties aren't a gateway drug. They're not going to lead to worse drugs. Though, Miss Rutledge might have felt differently if she had known about the kids injecting mechanical pencil lead into their forearms in the gym. And on the other hand, she should probably say something. Like, there's a very small chance that one of these kids will become a well-known jazz star who overdoses and dies from heroin, and their biography traces back their addiction all the way to their seventh grade jazz teacher who let them snort Smarties without saying anything. To my memory, Miss Rutledge didn't even yell at us. She just sent us into the hallway as punishment, which was fine for us. To my memory, we brought a pen with us so that we could give each other teardrop tattoos on our faces to prove to Miss Rutledge that you can take the kid out of Wichita, but you can't take the Wichita out of the kid. Thanks for listening.